Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Heavenly Father, as I decrease, you increasing. You get the whole glory and not but the, nothing but all the glory in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. Oh, I always do that when I get it on here. I'm going to get me something to drink because my mouth get dry. Ain't got no water in there. <sighs> good evening. Good evening. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on in. Come on in. i get me something to drink because I get to talk and my mouth get dry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good evening. Awesome woman of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name, God. I praise your holy name. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> well, I'm just going to begin tonight. I'm not going to hold off. You know, people come in, they come in. If they don't, they don't. I'm just going to get started. I, I ask God to... As I decrease, he increase and get the glory and nothing but the glory. All the glory goes to God. Hallelujah. All the glory, honor, praise, and worship that's due unto him. Now and forevermore. So I titled, this, this is what the Lord gave me. I was talking to, as usual, it always starts by me talking to one of my sisters in Christ. And we was having a conversation. And um, we were talking about how people hold things in. For long periods of time, even years, uh, against one another, against somebody close to them in the family, maybe a friend, um, maybe an ex, whoever. But we tend to hold stuff in. You know how you um, you be cleaning and everything with sponges and how sponges soak up everything and it stays in there till you wring that that sponge out and all that excess water comes out of it well that's how we hold stuff in we hold it in until at one point we can't we can't help it but to let it loose and so god gave me when we were talking about the situation god gave me the volcano is about to erupt now people hold stuff in and hold it in and hold it in and hold it until it builds up and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up and like a volcano, the volcano builds up that pressure and that pressure gets so uh, heavy and gets so like hard and then it just it explodes the hot lava everywhere. Now, when I talk about the volcano exploding to the lava explodes everywhere, but in our case, we're like human volcanoes and we hold stuff in. And that lava can be um, depression. That lava can be anger. That lava can be bitterness. That lava can be jealousy. That lava represents everything that we tend to hold inside and don't want to get, you know, don't want to get free from it. Don't want to talk about it and let it out. So we, we build it up and build it up until you can't have, you don't have no choice but to let it explode. And it explodes on all those that are connected to you or, or all those that are around you, all those that love you. You explode that poison. You explode that hot burning lava on everybody that loves you, everybody that cares for you. You're, you're letting that loose and you know, but you can't help it because you let it sit in there and fester for so long that it had no choice but to explode you had no choice but to explode and then it causes all kinds of havoc and grief and strife and all of that so my first scripture I came with is Ephesians 4.26 be angry at be angry at sin at immortality at injustice or at ungodly behavior yet do not sin do not let your anger cause you shame nor allow it to last until the sun goes down so when you angry about something and and I, I when I this scripture tends to remind me of uh marriage people being people are married even just relationships 
period that you may have. Don't let don't let that situation get the best of you where y'all go to bed and you don't speak and you don't get it resolved and you don't talk about it, you don't work it out and you just go to bed be you angry at this person, you angry at your spouse, you angry at your child or you angry at your parent or you angry at a friend because you don't know if that friend, that parent, that spouse, that loved one, whoever, co-worker, you don't know if they're going to, you're going to see them the next day. You don't know if they're going to wake up to see the next day. You don't know if they're going to make it through the night. And the last thing you're going to remember is, oh, we argued about this or we argued about something small, something minor. What does the word say? The word say it's the small foxes that destroy the vine. Don't let petty things, minor things cause you to not speak to somebody cause you to be angry with somebody and y'all go to bed or you go your separate ways and you never see that person again because that's going to be on you that's going to be in your conscience that's going to be on your conscience that's going to be what you think about until you get over that thing so again it says be angry but sin not don't sin because you're angry you know, you got to get that out, work it out, work that situation out, talk it out, resolve it with whoever you may have that issue against, whoever you may have that, uh, that all against or that all with, you have to get that thing straight. You got to get it situated. You got to resolve that thing. I don't care who, who got to be the bigger person, but you be the bigger man, be the bigger woman or the bigger parent or the bigger child, whoever you be the bigger person and you go and you say, look, forgive me if I offended you in any way way forgive me i apologize and you might not be the one that did it you might not be the one that that uh had the all or the or the problem you might not be the one but you still be the bigger person and you go and you apologize and you get that thing right and you get it straight so if anything happened that won't be on your conscience that won't be on you you won't feel bad that that happened plenty of times where i you know i didn't visit somebody i didn't get to see a, a loved one, a relative, and that relative passed away, and that thing hurted me for a while, because I, oh, I was too busy, oh, I had to, I didn't have enough time, oh, I couldn't go over there and visit, no, there's no excuse, because when they're gone, they're gone, and you can't take it back, you can't change it, so that's why I started out with this one first, be angry, yet do not sin, do not let your anger last until the sun goes down, Get it right, please. From this day moving forward, if you have all, if you have an argument, if you have a disagreement, if you get offended by something somebody said or do, get it right, right then and there. I did this uh, a, a last year, maybe a year ago, a couple years ago. I'm not sure when, but I was trying to call everybody I could think of. If I did anything wrong to you, if I offended you in any way, if I did said something, whatever I may have did, I apologize. I'm trying to get it right. I'm trying to make it right with people because you don't know how long you got on this earth. You don't know when your number is going to be called. You don't know when your number is going to be up. And you got to get it right with people. You got to get it right now, especially with all that's going on in this world. You got to get it right. Don't let the volcano erupt. Put that, push that loud or get it out of you, whatever way you got to do. But don't let it erupt on people that love and care for you. Don't let it erupt on people who did nothing to you. And if they have, you just got to go and you got to get it right. You got to talk it out. You got to talk. You might not want to revisit whatever happened. You may not want to revisit all that stuff that you're holding in. You could be holding in stuff from your childhood. And that stuff, by the time you become an adult, that stuff is, is like boiling up. It's ready to come out. It's like ding. You know how to, how to, you put a timer on and it's about to, when it, it beeps or it, it make a ding noise when it's about the time about to run out. Well, that time is running out because you built that, that stuff built up in you from when you were young or whatever happened to you in your life, you let it build up you let it sit in there you let it just fester you let it just grow and it grew and it grew and it grew till it couldn't do nothing but it couldn't grow no more it couldn't go nowhere it had to come out so when it came out it came out on some folks that didn't even had nothing to do with what happened to you as a child then it had nothing to do with whatever happened to you in your life you could have met them after 
what happened to you in your life happened and you've been holding on to it. But they get hit with that hot lava. They get hit with the with the stuff that you held with inside of yourself. Get it out. Talk about it. Get it. If you got to scream, holler, cry, whatever way you got to get it out, get it out of you. Because it's just poison sitting in you. That stuff causes illnesses. It causes sicknesses, condition. It causes you to go through stuff that you didn't have to go through if you just would have got it out. Get it out. If you got something still in there festering, get it out. I don't know who was against who was, I don't know. But just get it out. This is something that when we was talking about that thing, it it, it was just like, I got to speak on that. I got to speak on that. There's tons and tons of people who are dealing with stuff and don't know where to turn to, who to turn to, that they can trust to talk about it. But you got to get it out because it's going to do, it's going to destroy you or destroy all kinds of relationships that you may build in, in your lifetime. So you got to get it out. So I chose, um, the next one was, um, Psalms 37, eight cease from anger and abandon wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. See, do not. Okay. I'm going to go back to the front page. So for some reason it didn't come out like I it didn't print out like I wanted to, but anyhow, it Psalms 37 and eight says cease from anger and abandon wrath. Don't try to stay away from that spirit of anger. That spirit of anger steers up all kind of trouble, steers up all kind of strife, but it just steers up a lot of negativity that you don't leave in your life. It's again the word says cease from anger and abandon wrath. You know how you uh you might see somebody that you want to talk to and you be trying to run, you be trying to abandon them because you don't want to be bothered. Well, that's what you need to do with wrath. Run the other way. Run the other way. Run away from not toward wrath. It says abandon it. Abandon wrath. Oh my 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 I, I tell you what, hold on, give me one second. I, I gotta go into this. Um and there was a scripture that I had got on my on my tablet too. Um, I'm gonna read the scripture real quick. It says James four and one. I'm gonna go back to um, um, Psalms thirty-seven and eight. But James four and one says, "What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you?" Now listen to this one. Now I know I, I'm going back to that, but this one I want to read because I'm gonna go into go into another screen and I needed to um, I want to read this real quick. But James four and one. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this? Now listen, is it not this? That your passions are at war within you. Is it this? Is it not this? That your passions are at war within you. Now we got some, but that same thing right there. It, it said, is it not your passions that's born inside of you? That's born within you. You got all that stuff that's going on in you that somebody may have done to you when you was little. Somebody might have touched you in the wrong place when you was little. Somebody may have abused you when, when you was a little or your parent wasn't around or whoever was taking care of you wasn't around. Somebody may have teased you. Somebody may have done all kinds of things, all manner things to you when you were younger and then as you grew older that stuff is worn inside of you it wants to get out and you keeping it in and you letting it build up and build up and build up until like i said the volcano it builds up it builds up that pressure till it has no other choice but the boost it explodes all over the place and again you're exploding your poison you're exploding your attitude you're exploding your behavior you're exploding uh whatever happened to you that stuff is exploding you're you're the volcano and you're exploding that stuff all over people that had nothing to do with what you went through, but you didn't know what it, you couldn't do nothing about it because you let it sit in there too long, and it had to come out. It had to come out some way, somehow. It was good. it was aiming at somebody. Somebody was going to get it, even if it was an innocent bystander walking past, and you exploded. They was they're gonna get it. They're gonna get everything that you were holding it. It's gonna explode on them because you couldn't do nothing else but just let it happen. So you you know you just. Mm. You got, we got to deal with stuff. We got to do better with dealing with stuff. People holding stuff in it. They don't know how to deal with it. They don't know what to do with it. Speak, talk to somebody. You got family. You got uh, friends, associates, whatever you want to call it. 
But you go to God first and foremost and talk to him first. Give it to him. He said, cast your cares upon me for I care for you. You got to lay your burdens at his feet. You got to let him take it from you. You got to surrender it all to him. And you definitely can't talk to somebody. Uh, you go to God. You you know, at least you know when you go to God, it ain't coming back to you all chopped up, mixed up. And, uh, oh, they said this and you didn't say that. But when you take it to God, it's coming back to you. It's not even coming back to you. God is going to keep that there. You know it's safe with him. He's not going to throw that in your face. He's not going to throw it in and just keep reminding you of what you did or what you've been through or what happened to you. So you can take it to God first and foremost. That's the first place. That's the first place you need to go is talk to your Heavenly Father. But I just wanted to look up real quick. Um, Hold on. I spelled that wrong. Oh, what is wrong with me? Spell it right. Okay. Abandoned. Um, I just wanted to look it up real quick. And give me what I want. No, I don't want that. So I was just looking up the word abandoned. I don't want that. I just want, here we go. Okay, here I go. Having been deserted or cast off. Unrestrained, uninhibited. So I, I go with that first one is having been deserted, having been cast off. So when it says abandoned wrath, it means deserted. Don't go nowhere near it. Go the other way. Run. Go. Just don't go nowhere near wrath. Abandon or cast it off. Don't even attempt to deal with wrath. And I just wanted to. So I jumped from from um, Psalms thirty seven and eight to four, James 4 and 1 because I wanted to read that. The stuff that you holding in is worn inside of you. It's worn and it, and it wants to come out and who it don't care who it hit, who it attacked, who it jumped on. It's just going to go wherever it's going to go. And so um, the, the rest of that says do not fret. It leads only to evil. Do you hear that? Do not fret. It says cease from anger and abandon wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. You don't want that. You don't want to deal. You don't want to deal with that. You don't want to become an evil person because you couldn't cease from the anger. You let the spirit of anger take over, have his way with you. What you should do is let God have his way. Let God take the reins. Let go of the reins and give them to God and let God do it. Let God have his way in your life. Let him have his way with your mind, your spirit man. Give it all to God. Cry out to God. Fall on your knees. Cry. I don't care if you do the ugly cry. I don't care what you do. long as you give it to God, get it out of your system. Get it out of you. Get it out of your mind, your heart. Get that, that stuff out because it only leads to evil. Then you'll begin to do evil, wicked stuff to people or even possibly to yourself when you don't have to do that give it over to jesus cast it upon him for he cared for you he said come to me all who are heavy laden i will give you rest not your daddy not your mama not man not your friend not your co-worker not your boy not the world can give you the kind of rest that god can give you so go to him when you're feeling weary, when you're feeling tired, when you're feeling angry and confused and you don't know what to do. Go to God. Call on God. You can call on God any time of the day, late in the midnight hour, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock. You can call on him anytime you want to call him and he'll always be there and he'll always show up for you. So I, I just really wanted to touch on this thing. Don't stop holding this stuff. Stop holding stuff because I made that I made that same um, mistake, problem, that same choice, the same decision to hold stuff in. That stuff happened to me long time ago, and it's not everybody's fault what happened to you. Everybody wasn't in your life when things happened to you. So the longer you hold it in, the more you hold it in, you start taking it out on the wrong person. You start taking it out on people who's trying to be there for you, who care for you. You start taking it out on others because you don't know how to handle it. You don't know how to come to grips with what happened to you. You don't know how to get yourself together. Get yourself together. Get yourself straight. 
get to God, go to God. You can, you can go to God in your house. You can pray in your house. You can pray to yourself. You may be on your job. And if you're going through something, you better go in that bathroom, run, shut the door, do whatever. Close, you know, close your eyes for a second, but begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to Jesus, honey. Because when you talk to Jesus, Dr. Jesus will always make it better. You got to learn how to give it to God. Give it over. Give it over to God. Give it over. Give it to him. Give it to him. I'm telling you. I was just listening to the song. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call the name of Jesus. Something about the name of Jesus. Begin to call on Jesus. When you're feeling like you're down. When you're feeling like you're too low. When you're feeling like it's too heavy. It's getting to be too much. Call on the name of Jesus. Something happens, special, something supernatural, something happens when I call on the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, call on the name, the name, the name above all names. Call on his name. Call on that great name. Call on the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, call his name. Call his name. I You could call, call it a thousand times. I don't care how many times you got to call it, but call on the name Jesus. If you can't holler out Jesus, you moan and groan. He know what that means. He know what that moan and groaning means. But do what you got to do to get to Jesus. Do what you got to do to get him to come on in and help you and be with you. And just lead and guide you and direct you in all truth. The word says that he will keep us in perfect peace if our minds are stayed on him. Get your mind on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Keep your eye on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. Because when you keep your eye and your focus on him, he will keep you in perfect peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so my next scripture I went to is Proverbs 14, 17. A quick-tempered man acts foolishly and without self-control, and a man of wicked schemes is hated. Do you hear the words in in the scripture? A quick-tempered man acts foolishly. So when you quick-tempered, when you angry, when you high-headed, when you upset about something, it could be you didn't get your way. You didn't get what you want. Things didn't go the way you planned it. Things didn't go the way you wanted it to happen. So you just immediately let the spirit of anger come in. You immediately let it take over. And it says when you hot, when you quick temper, hot headed, you act foolishly. You do things without even thinking. You just do it just like that on a spur of the moment, spontaneously. Whatever words you want to use. When you hot tempered in that hot tempered state, you just do things because. You want to do it because you're angry, because you might be having a temper tantrum, because things didn't go how you wanted it to, or somebody didn't do what you wanted to, or you think they should have done it, or you expect them to do it, and they don't have to. So a a quick-tempered man acts foolishly and without self-control. Self-control. That means you just act all out. You just do what you want to do. And you don't care if it has consequences. You don't care if you got to pay them consequences. What the consequence is. You're just going to do what you want to do. Because you have a temper. You have, you're have you angry. And you just let all self-control go out the window. All control go out the window. And you got to do better than that. You got to come better than that. We're better than that. God said we are a royal priesthood, his chosen people, a peculiar people. We got to come better than that. We got to act our part. We got to do our part. We got to be our part. We got to do better than that. Come better than that. Get better than that. Stop letting these spirits take over you. Stop letting these spirits have their way with your mind. Hallelujah. Give your mind. Let this mind be in Christ Jesus that's also in me. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, you know how that scripture goes. <laughs> Let this mind that be in Christ Jesus be in me also. You know, you got you got to want to have the mind of Christ Jesus. You got to want his mind. You got to want to have peace in your life. You got to want to have happiness, some type of joy. You got to want to have these things. You got to let it go. You got to let it go. Let it go and let God have his way. And it says a man of wicked schemes is hated. Wicked schemes. He didn't say schemes. The word didn't say schemes. It said in a man of wicked schemes is hated. That's a that's a harsh word. That's a hated. That's a harsh word. 
You know, we are never supposed we supposed to never say hate. But in the word it says in a man in a man of wicked schemes is hated. That means you plotting up stuff, you you scamming, you scheming, you doing whatever you gotta do to get whatever you want, and a wicked man is hated. A man of wicked schemes is hated. I would want to be hated. You see what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you can't do wickedness and think that everything is fine and everything, everybody's supposed to, uh, love you, like you, or, or whatever have you. This word says a, in a wicked man, and a wicked, um, let me get it right, and a man of wicked schemes is hated. That's what the words say. So we got to do better. We got to come on and do better. We got to get better, y'all. We got we got to pray for these people out here. We got to pray for, and a lot of these people is, is in our own families. We got to pray for them because they've been going through something. Majority of their life, stuff that happened as a child, and you don't know what happened to some of your family members, and you wonder why they acting the way they is, why they holding stuff in, why they don't talk about it, and we don't know. We wasn't there. We 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 wasn't around. So they take on these these spirits, and they take on these ways, and they uh, like I said, don't be a human volcano. Get that stuff out. You don't let it explode on everybody around you, because everybody around you don't deserve to, that you let your volcano you let your your feelings your emotions your thoughts uh, uh bitterness rage jealousy depression whatever you may be going through everybody don't deserve to get hit with that hot lava they don't deserve to get hit with your bitterness they don't deserve to get hit with your rage they don't deserve to get hit with your jealousy they don't deserve to get hit with your insecurities they don't deserve to get hit with your low self-esteem they don't deserve that but you let that stuff build up and build up like that volcano builds it up and builds it up, builds that lava up, and poof, it just explodes everywhere. People don't, everybody don't deserve that. You got to learn to give it over to God. Give it to God. Seek him. Seek him while he still may be found. Get God in your life. Get him in your life and get him now. You got to turn to God. We got to turn to God. I'm going to move on to Matthew 5.22. And all of my scriptures is... Is in the Amplified. Matthew 5 and 22 says, But I say to you that everyone who continues to be angry with his brother or harbors malice against him shall be guilty before the court. Everybody, it says, uh, it says, but I say to you that everyone who continues to be angry with his brother or sisters or harbors malice against him shall be guilty before the court. That means you already you already determined guilty. You already guilty because you carrying that to continue to be angry, continue to walk in that spirit of anger. And you you're already being called um labeled guilty before the court. It says against him shall be guilty before the court, and whoever speaks contemptuously and insultingly to his brother you shall be guilty before the supreme court now first it was the court then it says if you speak contemptuously and insultingly to your brother you you empty-headed idiot is what you're saying it says racka and then it says you empty-headed idiot is basically what you're saying to your brother or your sister so you shall be guilty before the supreme court you already determined guilty. You already found guilty because you're walking in the spirit. You're doing these things that is not of God to your brother or your sister. So you already found guilty <laughs> before you even get to the courtroom. You are already guilty. And whoever says you fool, you should be in danger of the of the fiery hell. Okay, did you hear that? Cause I did you hear that? And whoever says you fool. You should be in danger of the fiery hell. Now I thought that I I thought that I remembered this long time ago. So I'll be like too careful trying not to call nobody no fool. I don't go to hell calling nobody no fool. You can just go to hell for calling somebody a fool. You got watch what you say. We got to watch what we say. I, I always think I heard somebody say it a long time ago, and it never left my mind. Think twice before you speak once. I ain't going to go to hell calling somebody a fool here. Yeah? I'm, I'm just not. I'm not having that. I'm not doing it. And that's what the word said. I ain't say it. The word says, and, whoso, and whoever says, you fool shall be in danger of the fiery hell. That's what the word said. And it didn't say it. She didn't make that up. I didn't write this. This is in the word, honey. I didn't say it. So, again, 
But I say to you that everyone who continues to be angered and to be angry with his brother or sister or harbors, he don't say sister, but I'm throwing sister in there too, or harbors malice against him shall be guilty before the court. And whoever speaks to his brother, you you empty-headed idiot. That That's a word to say. But I, I believe we say it worse to, to one another. Shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. And whoever says you fool, you shall uh, shall be in danger of the fiery hell. Be in danger. Shall be in danger. Mm-mm. We got this spirit of anger. This thing is running rampant. I see it all the time. I've seen it all the time. I even seen it in some of my children. And guess where they got that from? Guilty. And and guess what? I never wanted to admit that I, I had anger issues. I never wanted to admit that, you know, I got angry. Just like, you see, I just made that face. I never wanted to admit that I had anger in me, that I had that spirit of anger in me. And I wonder where some of my children got it from. I'm trying to blame everybody else, but not trying to step up and take the responsibility and, and say that that's, that came from me. And, and why was I angry? Because I've been through a lot of stuff that people just don't understand. People don't even know the half of my story. You, you don't even know the half. But what they always say, you can't tell my story like I could tell my story. But God ain't let me release that yet. He ain't giving me the he didn't give me the green light to go here to release that. But nine times out of ten, if a person is walking in that spirit of anger, it's because they done been through something. Not that that's a good reason to continue to walk in that spirit. You got to get deliverance if you want deliverance. If you want to be delivered, you got to get it. You got to fight for it. You better go and you better fight to get free, to get delivered, to get healed, to get set free, to get saved. Because that's how you got to deal with this stuff. You can't deal with it by yourself. You can't deal with it on your own. That's why he said you can't do this in your own strength. That's why God said you got to lean on him. You got to come to him. He says, trust me with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge me in all your ways, and I shall direct your path. He talking about everything. He ain't saying specific things. He ain't saying one or two things. He ain't saying half a thing. He said everything. He said, acknowledge me in all thy ways, and I shall, and I shall, whew, let me calm down, direct your path. Because people take scriptures and they don't take the whole thing or they taking it out of context. But he said, with, he said, acknowledge me in all thy ways. Don't give me just some of your ways. Don't ask me to take deal with some of your ways, half of your ways. He said, acknowledge me, acknowledge me in all thy ways. Come to me. Talk to me first. Run it by me. Let me hear. Let me see if you need to do something differently or take a different course or take a different path or do it differently or say differently or think differently. Run it by me first. My God. You got to come away from this spirit of anger because it's causing so much stuff. It's it's not even just within families, but it's it's, it's out, outside your household. It's it's in schools. It's in jobs. It's... um. In the government, it's in the it's in White House, it's in politicians, it's it's everywhere. This thing done grew so big and it's just like it's like you could just walk sometimes you could just walk into it and it just hits you like that. But you don't want it to do that. We we don't I just need for my brothers and sisters to take a look at what I'm saying, to listen to what I'm saying. Oh, my God, I just need y'all to just, I, I hope somebody hearing me. I hope somebody getting something out of this. I hope that it's touching somebody. Oh, man, I'm going to go to 2 Timothy 2, 23 to 25. But have nothing to do with foolish and ignorant speculations, useless disputes over you un, un, unedifying, stupid controversies. They hear the words that it's using. But have nothing to do with foolish and ignorant speculations, useless disputes over unedifying, stupid controversies. Since you know that they produce strife and give birth to quarrels. Right there, since you know that they give birth. Wait, let me go back. Since you know that they produce strife and give birth to quarrels. My God. Mm-mm-mm. 
but have nothing to do with foolish and ignorant speculations because they get they produce strife and they give birth to quarrels. That's how we be talking about something. That's why I said do not argue with nobody over the word. Do not argue about the word. Don't do that because it's going to bring this right here on. It's going to produce strife and give birth to quarrels. You're going to get the argument because you trying to defend God and they trying to forget uh, uh, defend what they think and their thoughts and their views and their perspective on what you saying about God and they going to argue you up and down and we don't supposed to argue about his word because God going to speak for himself. He speaks for himself. You know, so that's how arguments get started because people have conversations about something. Sometimes they shouldn't even have conversations about the things they have conversations about. And that will prevent the argument and the strife and the and the quarrel and, the, and all that stuff. You know, if you see that it's getting ready to go that far or y'all get ready to get heated, okay, we need to, this, we need to scratch this conversation and, and, and have another conversation. You know, meanwhile, back at the ranch, let's talk about something else. Let's not even talk about this. So, you know, that that's, that's what that come from. And it says, but must be kind to everyone, even tempered, preserving peace, and he must be. Skilled in teaching, patient, and tolerant when wronged. Even when somebody do something to you, oh my Jesus. <laughs> I got plenty of stories on that. But even when somebody wrong you, you got to be patient. You got to be skilled and you got you to gotta know how to handle that thing. Even when you know you ain't wrong, you didn't do nothing wrong, but they did something wrong to you, you just got to be quiet. Be, be quiet, sit still, and let the Lord fight your battle. Hey, glory to God. I, it took me a long time to learn that. I ain't going to lie. It took me a long time. He said, if you just hold your peace, I'll fight your battle. Woo, glory to God. I know how to hold my peace now. See, I, I learned the hard way. I got myself in trouble because I didn't listen. I didn't listen when God was saying, just be quiet. Don't say nothing. Be quiet. Oh, no. They getting away with such and such. They going to get away with it. They ain't going to get punished. And I must open my mouth and it would turn into World War Ten, And we didn't even had that. It was worse than what it was when I opened my mouth, when I put my hands on it, when I put my mouth in it. It was it it got worse. It went from zero to sixty quick. So when he tell you to be quiet, that's what you do. You be quiet, you stand still, you, you sit back, and you see his salvation and know that he is the Lord thy God. You hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle. That's how you gotta do that one. When, when people do something wrong to you, you you know. Okay, Jesus, you got that right. Okay, uh, I'm just going. I'm gonna just back up. You know how you you back out the way, and you, okay, God, you got it. You have your way with it, cause I'm I'm gonna step on out the way, cause the Lord said vengeance is mine. We don't have to repay nobody. We don't have to defend ourselves. But do we remember that in in the, in that moment, in that time, in that instance when something is going down? Do we remember? I don't have to defend myself. Let me hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle. Let me back on up and let me get out the way because the Lord get ready. He get ready fire. And <laughs> shots fired, shots fired. Do I know to keep my mouth shut? Hey, Bernice, do I remember in that instance? No, not all the time I don't. I'm not going to lie. Not all the times I don't. Remember, like, you you get heated real quick because that, that's in you. You know, you, you done that before you done it a lot of times. So you'd be like, dang it. I failed that test again. Cause I didn't shut my mouth. I didn't just chill out. I didn't move back. So God can, you know, let me duck. So God can hit that. You know, he can take care of that situation. I don't always remember that. I don't always get, get that, you know, and I'll be like, when it's all over with, dang it. I messed up again. King. And I'll be fussing with myself because you know better. If you know better, you do better. But sometimes we know better, still don't do better. So, you know, I'm about to tell the truth. Sometimes I don't remember when something happens. It's just, it just, you react real quick. You see what I'm saying? You react real quick because you don't remember what does save the Lord. Hold your peace and let me fight your battle. Oh, my God, help me, Jesus. Help me on tonight, God. I'm telling you, y'all. I'm going to just be honest. Yesterday, was it yesterday? 
stickers today or yesterday. Whatever, one of these days, Sunday or Monday. Uh, the Lord said, go check something out. So I went and checked it out. I said, hey, wait a minute. Something missing here. How they go do I just went off. See, I didn't remember to just calm down. Let the Lord fight my battle. He said, hold your peace and I'll fight your battle. So now when the Mara get here and I can go and find out what's going on, I got to remember. Now, Edna, wait a minute, baby. Remember, chill out, talk in a nice manner tone. Don't be going all nasty in your tone because, you know, your tone speaks for you too. Not just your body language, not just your facial expression, but the tone of your voice. It sets the it sets the mood. It sets the uh atmosphere. So I gotta remember in the morning, okay, Jesus, come on with me. You know, I'm gonna pray before I even get on that phone. Father God, I thank you for your manifested presence, power, and glory in this phone conversation <laughs> about my stuff. Lord, I'm going to put you in charge of that. I'm just going to, you know, you speak through me, God. I got to pray before I get on that telephone. Lord, put a person on that phone that is a woman or man of God and understand my situation where I'm coming from, God. I got to put you on it before I even make the phone call. I'm praying tonight before I even, before the morning even get here. Lord, have your way. You take control. You take over. You do You do the talking. You just using my voice. But you be the one talking to them because you know me. I kill that phone. That, that tone come out. That attitude. Lord, don't even let the attitude. Lord, you just, just take care of Jesus. Take care of Dr. Jesus. I'm telling you right now as I'm talking to the people right now. I'm going to need you to go before me. Set, shift, change the atmosphere on that phone conversation for tomorrow morning. Even before I even get to work, Lord Jesus, deal with Edna. Get Edna together. Get me straight, okay? I don't want no negative attitude. I don't want no negativity, period. I want to have me a blessed, amazing day at work the rest of the week. I thank you for your manifested presence, power, and glory. For the rest of the week, the rest of the year even, honey. I'm I'm putting it in play now. We got to learn how to talk. We got to learn how to get this thing right before you even step foot out your front door. Have a talk with Dr. Jesus in the morning. Get yourself together. I ain't talking about y'all. I'm talking about me. Get yourself together, sis. This is how I have to talk to myself sometimes. Get yourself together. You, you acting a little ugly. You need to get your... Jesus, she need a little time out in that corner. Y'all might think I'm crazy, but I'm this serious. That's how I got talked to my own self. So, you know, he said that, you know, the servant of the Lord must not participate in quarrels, my God, but must be kind to everyone, even temper, preserving peace. And he must be skilled in teaching, patient and tolerant when wrong. When somebody does something wrong to you, he said you got to be skilled in teaching and patient and tolerant. Even when they treating you mean, treating you wrong, treating you bad, whatever they do to you, you got to be the one. You got to be the bigger person. You got to be the one that just, you know, I apologize if I rubbed you the wrong way, said anything wrong to you. I apologize. Because see, what you doing, you making them think about what they did. And they got to come back and get it. They got it. Sometimes you might not always get an apology. They might not always come back. And say, but you done your part. As long as you do your part, that's what matters. Verse 25 says, he must, he must, wait a minute, let me get it right. He must correct those who are in opposition with courtesy and gentleness in the hope that God may grant that they will repent and be led to the knowledge of the truth. Accurately understanding and welcoming. Did you hear that? He must correct those who are in opposition with courtesy and gentleness. We got the way we do things. You know, you can you can go to somebody. What he's saying is you can go to somebody if they did something wrong. And you got to correct them. It's the way you correct them. And how you correct them. If you talking all nasty, like you better do this. You better get it right. I'm not playing with you. You can't you can't do it that way. You got you just gotta, you know, put your put your grandma voice in now, baby. Let's talk about this. You got to do it in love and with love. It says with courtesy and gentleness. 
You got to be gentle because you never know where a person is coming from. You never know what a person's been to been through so you don't know what place they coming from so you got to talk with love in your voice you got to let them hear and feel the love and not like you jumping all over them and accusing them of stuff but you just trying to help them see the error to see the error of their ways you just trying to be um you know loving and, and sharing with them and just letting them know that everybody don't come at you like oh ignorant and mean and hostile and you know, just want to play that authority card. You got, you got to do better than that. Jesus didn't, he didn't act that way towards people. It said you must, he must correct those who are in opposition with courtesy and gentleness and gentleness in the hope that God may grant that they will repent. You hear that? That God may grant that they will repent and be led to knowledge, to the knowledge of truth accurately understanding and welcoming so if we teach if we talk to people with love and in love and show them love and express love to them even when they doing wrong if you just be kind and you be loving to them they'll they'll be more acceptable to take to taking what you're saying they'll be more than willing to accept it and do better and then they'll go home and think about it and be like i want i want her to tell me some more about God. I want him to talk to me some more about God and how can I come to know God? You know, if they and, and they be sorrowful and they want to repent and they want to come to know God more. Why? Because you talk to them with love. You talk to them and, and with in love and with love and you are gentle and you are caring and you show them common courtesy. And so they want to know how can you be talking this calm? How can you be this nice? How can you be this this loving and gentle when they done something wrong? And you're not pointing your finger. You're not rolling your head. You know how we get to rolling our heads and you know the attitude. You're not doing all that. And that's what they used to people doing. But if you're showing them something different, if you're showing them the love of God, the love of Christ that's in you, and you're talking to them with, with respect, with sense, with common sense, and you showing them the love that you have in your heart, because why? You are a child of God. You know that God is love. How can you say you love God and you serve God and you worship God and you live for God and you acting all hellish towards somebody, you acting all ignorant and you talking all crazy and reckless to people, but yet you say, I love God. I serve God. That's a lie because God is love. He's of love and he is love. And that's one of his greatest commandments for us to love one to another, for us to love each other, for us to love on each other, for us to serve Serve, you know, like I always say, I'd rather serve than be served. I don't want you to serve me. I'd rather serve. And I had to learn that lesson too. I had to learn that lesson too. Yes, Lord. I had to learn that lesson too. But I thank God for, for them hard knock lessons, as they say. I thank God for them life lessons learned well, because I had to learn them well. And I did learn them well. And it took a lot, you know, it, it took a long time for me to learn and, and it shouldn't have. But when you don't know and you, you're being taught and you come from a whole different other state and you come there. I come from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I come, I'm, I'm, I'm a nice little ways away from home. But I've been here for the last 11 years and God has taught me so much in 11 years. He taught me so much about this here girl right here. He taught me a lot that I didn't even know. You, There's things about yourself you don't know. Because when you taught a certain way, when you learn a certain way, when you've been raised a certain way, you that's what you know. But then when you come to somewhere different and you see different how they do, how they're raised, what they learn, what they've been taught, and, and you just start learning their ways. Now, don't get it twisted. My mama, she taught me right. She raised me well. 
Now don't get it twisted because I don't want I don't want I don't want Big Brenda to come slap me crazy. I'm I might be almost 49, but I don't want her to come slap me. That's still my mama. Now I don't want her to get mama if you watching this, I know you taught me well. Now I I ain't saying that. I'm just saying when you go to another when you go to another place and you live in another city and state and you see how they live and, and what they was raised on and how they was raised, I give you a perfect example. Um, everybody down here says, ma'am, and I just can't stand it. <laughs> like, I'm not old, okay? Don't call me, ma'am. We was raised that way, ma'am. I just said don't call me, ma'am. Miss <laughs> Edna, we were raised it. Don't call me Miss Edna. I, you just call me Edna. I don't want to be called Miss Edna, okay? But Miss Edna, that was the way we was raised. We got our butts tore up and we did, We was taught this way. We were raised. It's, it's happened. We can't help it. I'm telling you, don't call me, ma'am, and don't call me Miss Anna. <laughs> and, then, and they still do it, so it's like, okay, I might as well just give that up because I can't, I can't make them come, you know, stop doing what they were raised to do. That's how they were raised. That's how people down here was raised. <laughs> I'm like, everywhere I go, ma'am, Miss Anna, I might try it. Don't call me, ma'am, please, please don't call me Miss Anna. You, you come in. Is that that's how we was raised, sweetie? It's it's everywhere down down here, Delaware, Maryland. This is everywhere, everywhere I go, and I just you know I finally come to the realization I might as well forget it. I might as well stop telling people. Don't call me ma'am and don't call me Miss Edna because they're just going to do it anyway. So <laughs> that's how their parents raised them. And they better had done, they better had dressed people too or they're going to get it. They were going to get it. That's how they tell me. But so, yeah, you, you can't make somebody stop doing something that they was raised. It's the way you were raised. It was the way you were brought up, you know. So if you, if you was raised and you've seen a lot of... I don't know if you see, I don't want to say how you say it. Um, you've seen a lot of stuff going on. You've seen a lot of, uh, of arguing. You've seen a lot of fighting. You've seen a lot of bickering. People calling each other names. If that's how, if that's what you was raised around, that's what's in you. That's that's what's in you. Until you decide you want to, you want to be a different way. You want to do different. You want to have peace. You want to have positivity in your life. You want to do better, be better, then you have to make that change. You have to go to God and you say, Lord, I want to change. Change me, oh God. <laughs> make me more like you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you, because I was not raised in church. Hear me? I was not raised in church. I went to church with certain people. Maybe my auntie, um, Tamar, God rest her soul. She, I remember she used to take me to church. Hallelujah. I love you all. I'll see you later. Going to bed. I had to get up early. Go on, baby. Be blessed and have sweet sleep and 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 a uh, uh, good night rest. And you know, be bright eyed, bushy tail for work. I gotta get up too, girl. But I'm I'm gonna get there. God loves you. I love you more, queen. You have a blessed night. And uh, you know, um, sheesh. Yeah, I I've been to church this with with few people. You know, took me to church, but. I was a kid. I didn't understand what they was talking about. I didn't know that stuff. You know what I mean? Then I got to be 16. I started going to church again. Still didn't know what they was talking about. I'm just sitting there listening. Good night. I just sitting there listening to what the what the preacher was saying. You know, I didn't know nothing about pastors and evangelists and all that stuff. I didn't know that stuff back then. But I, when I got in my 30s, I decided I was trying to get my life back to God. So I gave my life back to God. I think I was like 36, somewhere around there. Then I made the change and I moved down to Dover, Delaware. Then I moved to Salisbury, Maryland, where I, you know, really started getting in church and going to church and learning. And, and you know, you know, when you first get in the church, I believe it was in Dover. I had got in church before I left Philadelphia. Then I got to Dover. And you know how you get into God? You first get god in your life and you hungry you buying everything i was buying everything concordances and more bibles and uh, you know devotional books i was buying i mean i was spending money i was buying i was like i'm hungry cds so i could listen to the word while i sleep you know i was doing everything i could do to get it in me um i was i'm telling you i was buying everything i, I was buying everything i could get my hands on that i thought i needed so that i can you know learn about god learn all that i need to know 
because I felt like, oh, man, I'm older. I got older, and I'm, you know, just now really getting in church. I said, and I'm, I was like, God, I wish I got in it, really understood it when I was younger, but I wasn't thinking about that back then. I was thinking about just going outside, running the road, running the streets, you know what I mean? This living is what I thought I called. I'm going to say that's what I thought it was, living. What I was doing, I called it living. That wasn't living. That was existing. That was, I want to say, surviving. You know, it, it wasn't living. I didn't start living until I gave my life back to God, till I gave my life back to Christ Jesus. That's when I became alive. That's when I began to live. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Okay, I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on. James 1, 19 and 20, understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters, let everyone be quick to hear, be a careful listener, a careful, thoughtful listener. And I had to ask God to do this for me because I noticed that um, I talk over people because for most of my life, when I'm trying to talk, people would over talk me, just what you saying is not important. Mm -mm. You know, they would just constantly over talk me. And I'd be like, I'm trying to get out what I, my, I'm trying to get out what I got to say too. I listen to you. Okay. Can you listen to me now? And now it, it's been going on for a long time. I realized that. So I said, God, let me listen. Let me be an active listener. Teach me how to listen and just keep my mouth shut until it's time for me to, Till I really know where I can get in and speak. Teach me how to listen. I want to be an active listener. I want to be able to listen and not try to talk over people because it was done to me. And I'm trying to get my point out. And I'm trying to get my point across. And I'm trying to conversate too. Teach me not to do that. Because I don't like it when it's done to me. So teach me not to do that to other people. And I'm still working on that. I ain't gonna lie, still working on that. But understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters, let everyone be quick to hear, be a careful, thoughtful listener, slow to speak. Jesus help me how to teach me how to be slow to speak. Teach me how to, you know, close that until somebody's finished talking. And that's gonna be my prayer too. I I'm for real. I'm this serious. This is gonna be my prayer. Teach me how to be um, slow to speak. Teach me how to be a careful, thoughtful listener and slow to speak. A speaker of carefully chosen words. There it is. A speaker of carefully chosen words. Did y'all hear that? A speaker of carefully chosen words and slow to anger. Patient, reflective, forgiving. All right there in the word. Learn how to be a Act, learn how to be a careful, thoughtful listener. Slow to speak. Speak carefully. A speaker of carefully chosen words. See, that's why I say it. Think twice. Speak before you speak once. It says right there, a speaker of carefully chosen words. Choose your words wisely. Think twice before you speak once. Make sure it sound right. Make sure it's okay. Make sure it ain't uh, offending anybody. It's not inappropriate. But think twice before you speak once. Carefully choose your words. Slow to anger. Patient, reflective, forgiving. You got to be all three. Patient, reflecting, and forgiving. Verse 20. For the, for the resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. It said deep seated, like a seat seated. For the resentful, deep seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. That standard of behavior which he requires from us. That's a standard. It's a standard of behavior which God requires from us. Hmm. For that resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. If you're always angry, if you're always upset about something, it's not going to produce the righteousness of God. 
You got to give all that stuff over that resentful, deep-seated anger. You got to give it over to God. You got to say, God, deliver me from this spirit of anger, this deep-seated, resentful anger. I need you to deliver me, help me, heal me, set me free, God, in the name of Jesus from the spirit of anger. Because all these scriptures is talking about anger, being angry. So you notice it's something that has to be dealt with, that needs to be dealt with. If you're carrying that spirit, if you're walking in that spirit of anger, get delivered, get get set free, get healed. Go before God and tell him that you need to be delivered from this, that you want to be delivered, that you want to be healed, delivered, set free. From the spirit of anger that you may that you may produce the righteousness of God that you may up uh, right mm, come on get the word straight that you may walk up right before God in the name of Jesus uh, yes God in the name of Jesus all right all right come on let me let me, let me I ain't, I didn't even know good God I didn't know it's ten o'clock y'all. Um, but I didn't even know that was the end of my scripture. <laughs> I was looking for more. Look, I was getting into it. I was looking for more scriptures. Look, you know, but I, I just pray that somebody got something out of this. This touched you in, in, a, in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I pray that y'all would move, that y'all would touch, that, you know, you got something out of this. You can take something back. You can, um, meditate on it. But as I say, don't be that don't be that human volcano that's about to erupt. Because when you erupt, it's going it's going to spew out on people that don't even have nothing to do with what happened to you. People that don't deserve that, it's going to spew on anybody and everybody that's close to you, that's near you. And I just don't think that 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 you want to do that. I think you want to get it to get yourself together, seek God. Seek him while he still may be found. Seek his face like never before. Get in his word. Go to the back of that Bible because there's plenty of scriptures that can help you. Is that this is the this is medication to your soul, medication to your mind and your heart. Your spirit man needs that medication on a daily basis. Take your medication. We take our natural medication, don't we? We'll take that on a regular and try not to forget. So we gotta do the same with the word of God. We gotta take a dose every day, even if it's just one scripture. If it's uh, a scripture from the old testament scripture from the new testament if you want to read a chapter it's how you how god leading you to do it but take your dose your daily dose of, of the word of god every day get it in your spirit man get it in your heart get it in your mind get it see how it deep down inside you that you may not sin against god in the name of jesus i pray that you got something out of this live I pray that whoever is watching, I see a few of y'all on here. I pray that you can take something back with you, take something away from it. I pray that it bless you. I pray if you got if you got family members, I pray that you can take something from this and and share with your family members. Um, as always, I I do have my podcast show called Flip the Script. Um, that's showing you how at any moment, at any time, at any, at a drop of a dime, drop of a hat, God can flip the script and will flip the script for real, for real. He will, he has, he can, anytime he want, he can flip the script in your life. Hear me? Trust what I tell you. So I do have my podcast show called Flip the Script. Um, you can like, share, subscribe, join the Flip the Script tribe. Um, I, I ask that you would... Um, show support and listen to, uh, download my, my, um, I have like, I don't know, a season one, like, like 18, 19 episodes. Um, you know, I do have my little commercial, um, for anchor. I mean, it's very easy. If you want to start a podcast, you download anchor, do all what it says, follow the prompts and all of that. And begin to do your own podcast. Talk about what you want to talk about. I choose to talk about the word of God. I choose to talk about God, how he flips the script, how your script can be flipped at any time, how the script can be changed at any time. And you might write that script one way, but God sure going to flip it and it's going to be written another way. So like I said, I choose to flip the script. It's talking about God, period. Um, I have conversations where I just, you know, coming out talk. Um, 
I might not come straight. I might not get a scripture out of the Bible. And for my podcast, like tonight's like, like tonight's live, I'm going to download this and make it an audio for my Flip the Script um, podcast. And I'll upload that and people can begin to listen to that. So, um, yeah, so I, I would appreciate if I can get some supporters downloading my Flip the Script squad. It's on Spotify. It's on Google Cast, um, Google Podcasts. It's on Breaker. It's on, um, what else is it on? Uh, it's even on Amazon. And I got something else that I'm going to be doing soon. I'm just waiting for it to launch. It's another app. But I'll let y'all know when it when it launches, and I'll let y'all know about it. Um, and this just came to me. I, I just from doing my podcast. This opportunity came from me came to me from doing my podcast. So uh, I believe it's going. I don't know what it's going to do. How it's going. How it's going to work. What the results is going to be. But I know as long as I put God first in everything, as I was saying, as long as I acknowledge God in all my ways, he shall direct my path. And like I said, this opportunity came from just doing my podcast. And I only have like maybe 18, 19, maybe 20 episodes. And um, I was sent, the, I got an email, received the email. So I'll let y'all know about another app. Got invited to be on another app, but I'll let y'all know more. When I hear more or when it's going when it's getting ready to launch, I will let my Facebook my Facebook family and friends know what's going on and look out for some more things from me um in the near future. Um I will let y'all know when things get set in stone. So I love y'all to life beyond eternity, kings and queens. My royal priesthood, my, my, my peculiar people, chosen people. I love y'all and I pray that y'all enjoyed my, my um, message tonight. Um, it, it was called The Volcano is About to Erupt, but I pray that you don't erupt. <laughs> I pray that you, you know, you take all your issues, concerns, problems, situations, whatever um is you're dealing with whatever you're facing i pray that you take it to the master in prayer and leave it there and let him work it out for you because when he works it out he works it out well everything falls into place and i would i want to hear you know that all is well everything is well it is well with my sisters and brothers here on facebook live so again i love y'all the life uh have sweet sleep peaceful rest um, get ready for the work week. We, at least we only got four days. I got three and a half. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But I love my job. I, I love it. I love I love it. I love it. I love it. Talking to people. Um, just helping people. I love to help people. So I love, I love, I love my job. So y'all have a great rest of your night. Blessed rest of your night. Evening, the rest of your week. Even the rest of your year, no matter what's going on, no matter what it looks like, it's not what it seems, it's not what it appears, but still live your life to the fullest in Christ Jesus, like as this was your last day. I love y'all, and I'm out. Good night.